Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. We're going to have a lot of opinions from Victor Jakes. He's the opinion writer for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Here for the whole show on all new Nevada Newsmakers. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash are the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. Take a look at Pro Group Management and see how your workers' comp requirements can be met head on. By taking a proactive approach, Pro Group can assure that your company is meeting or exceeding state and federal standards. As you move forward in your industry, Pro Group moves with you, simplifying regulatory tasks, clearing the way so you can get the job done and look to your future success. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. It's the 10 million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're always pleased to welcome back to the program Victor Jakes. He is the opinion writer for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Pleasure to have you back, sir. Thanks so much for having me, Sam. You're always welcome. So, we have a new governor, Joe Lombardo. What are your hopes and expectations? Well, my hopes are that he does what he says he wants to do. He's, he's, his rhetoric has been, I think, really good on issues like school choice, reforming school safety, uh, improving public safety by, by not going soft on, on criminals. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens. I mean, obviously, Democrats control both houses of the legislature. And so, um, you know, it, it's kind of going to be an interesting thing to watch. You, you know, what does he how hard of a negotiator uh, does he turn out to be? Um, well, one would think with his experience, and I, I, I think that this is a fascinating thing um, as a contrast between the previous governor and uh, Governor Lombardo, is that Governor Lombardo has actually experienced as a CEO type running a massive organization with all kinds of different things that you have to deal with as a sheriff, um, which are in a lot of ways similar to what you would have to deal with with state government, wouldn't you think? 
Yeah, I think he's got a lot of experience. I mean, I think he's certainly positioned to do very well. Um, but, you know, you, people always talk about, oh, let's bring the business people in. You know, they know how to run things. And government's just a little bit of a different beast when it comes to, to passing legislation. You know, when it comes to uh, reforming state agencies, the governor's got a lot more direct control. And I'm, I'm optimistic that, uh, you know, Governor Lombardo will, will demand a little more performance from agencies like uh, the unemployment uh, division. Uh, but in, in terms of passing the policies he wants, um, you know, that, that's, that's a different thing entirely because it's not just, you know, I want this, the people want this, pass it. Uh, Democrats are going to have a vote. And, and so I think in order to get the priorities that he wants, uh, things like school choice, uh, which Democrats oppose, he's going to have to hold back something that they want. Uh, and I think it's going to go right down to the end to see who blinks. Uh, well, that's the, always the exciting part about going to a legislative session. It's not the first month, but the last month and the last week. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch uh, uh, Lombardo uh, because um, the previous governor, uh, when he was running for office, made a lot of overtures to business that he was going to be business friendly. And yet he really turned out to be the least business friendly governor, I think, that we've seen. Would, would, would that be your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it was very intrusive in terms of the, the policies that he passed. You know, he raised taxes, even though he, he wanted to say he didn't raise taxes. Uh, and then obviously the COVID thing was unexpected. But I mean, he literally shut down quote, every quote unquote non-essential business in the state and, and left, left, left those in place for, uh, I think, far too long, even if you, you grant that at the beginning there were a lot of unknowns. Uh, and, you know, that, that, you know, granted, it's an exceptional circumstance, but uh, no one could have imagined that at the beginning of his of his uh, term, uh, and it just you know kind of defined what he did. You know, he thought the government should be running more things instead of letting uh, you know businesses and businessmen and women make those decisions for themselves. Um, I also thought it was interesting that one of the first things that uh, Governor Lombardo did um, was uh, cut out all the remaining pieces of the state of emergency that was still in place. Yeah, isn't it incredible to think about that? There were still things in place, uh, you know, relating to, to something that happened in, in March and April of, of uh, 2020. And here we are almost three years later and the government's, you know, still clinging to power. You know, one of the things I hope Governor Lombardo does uh, is he, he pushes a bill to limit the power of the governor uh, to say that, you know, if you want to have this kind of prolonged emergency in place, you need some buy-in from the state legislature. Uh, you know, that, that bill didn't get a hearing two years ago. Uh, it'll be interesting to see now the dynamics are shifted, you know, will Democrats be more willing to pass a bill like that if it limits the power of a Republican governor? Will a Republican governor want to limit his power like that? I think that's something to watch. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, and we've seen on a federal level uh, that sometimes moves you make um, that are expedient of a time can come back to bite you. And um, I think if we had a conversation with the late Senator Reid, um, that uh, he might have some different views on the filibuster, for example, um, because of the way things have gone. Let's talk about the, uh, the election that just passed. Um, you know, I was reading a piece uh, yesterday uh, from November Inc. Um, that talked about the fact that, uh, in, in their opinion, um, that it wasn't that Republicans didn't turn out for the election, but it was the gerrymandering um, that lost them so many of the races. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that, especially when you look at the legislative races and the, uh, the congressional races. Um, you know, Democrats took a risk by 
uh, you know, reducing their majority in Congressional District 1, and they hope to, to do just enough to, to maintain support in CD3 and CD4, and, and they did. I mean, the legislature is a perfect example. I mean, how do you have a Republican governor win statewide and Democrats take a supermajority in, uh, in the state assembly? Gerrymandering. I mean, that, that's what it is, right? Everyone hates it when it's the other side doing it. But when you're in charge, boy, it looks like the, the best thing ever. And so, you know, I think the only other interesting thing is, you know, maybe with the uh, motor voter, with the automatic registration at the DMV, uh, you know, perhaps the, the nonpartisan uh, unaffiliated voter is just skewing more Democrat than it did, uh, you know, six, eight years ago when, when that wasn't happening. Um, and so I think that's going to be really something, something to watch. Okay, so, so picking up on that, um, it seems as though, you know, the, the reason that we have so many independents and nonpartisans at this point is that they're all unhappy with the way government has been running, whether it's on a, a local, state, or federal level. And doesn't that open up the opportunity um, for politicians of both sides to be able to go after these voters um, with solid ideas of how to change things? Well, I think there's a couple of problems with that. I mean, first, the rise in the, you know, the nonpartisan unaffiliated voters is, you know, the dramatic rise is largely due to the automatic, automatic registration at the DMV. And so people are going to the DMV expecting to renew their car registration, get a driver's license, and all of a sudden they're registered to vote. And so these people who are generally don't want to vote, aren't interested in voting, and so they become nonpartisans. And then, I mean, the challenge with, um, you know, this idea of, you know, just, we're just going to appeal to uh, good ideas. Um, you know, the, the, the challenge is, is that the public wants more government spending and lower taxes. And so you have kind of this incompatibility in, in the public's expectations. Uh, and so, you know, that's why people who get very invested generally fall on one of two sides, because you have a worldview. And that says, well, I like low taxes, therefore, that means I want less government spending. Uh, and the other side says, well, we need more government spending to help people. Well, let's raise the taxes a little bit. Uh, and, you know, once you get into the details, you can't really square those two things, which is what, you know, the people who aren't really paying attention want, right? Both of those things are good. Uh, and if someone can come along and promise them, we'll do both of those things. I mean, that's, that's an attractive offer. It just can't end up happening. Well, the other side of this, too, is that, in my opinion, is that the marketing of campaigns is atrocious. Uh, we're seeing campaigns where, you know, this person's bad, that person's bad, you're bad, I'm bad, they're bad, and it just goes on and on. And it's all negative. Um, and that's not the way you sell products. I mean, if we were to sell soap by saying everybody else's soap is terrible, um, and yet not saying my soap is the best, then you, know, you wouldn't be able to sell soap. Um, don't we need a, a reforming of the way campaigns are run so that there are actual real messages of hope and opportunity as against they all suck? Well, I mean, in a democracy, that's, you know, if you if you want to get the most votes, sometimes the most expedient way is to make the other guy look terrible. Uh, and, you know, that's that's kind of one of the trade offs, right, is if you're going to have people voting, uh, if you're going to let the people decide who, who gets 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 an office, then, you know, the best way for you to get an office is to attack the, uh, the other person and make them think that they're, uh, you know, someone you really want to avoid. And then the other thing that happens is, you know, negative ads tend to just turn people off. And so if you can turn off your opponent's supporters, uh, that's that's a benefit for you. And so I think as long as you've got a democracy, you're going to have negative ads. And, you know, especially when, 
you know, you look at the Democrats, especially in the, the, the Senate race, I mean, they just had so much more money, Masto did, than, than Laxalt. Um, that's what you're going to do. You're just going to try and destroy the guy uh, and just trust that, you know, there's not going to be enough money in the two months before the election to, to rebuild his reputation. Um, but it was interesting that the one commercial that was memorable in this whole election cycle, as far as Nevada goes, was Zach Conine's ad where he broke the fourth wall and, and talked about the scary announcer guy. And more people talked about that than any other ad. Yeah, it was a good ad. It was an effective ad. I, I think, you know, there, there's certainly, uh, obviously ad quality matters, what you're able to do uh, in terms of reaching people matters, but you know, that's also a negative message, right? It's wrapped in a positive bow, but what he's really trying to say is, you know, you, you can't vote for Michelle Fiore. She's crazy. Uh, and dangerous and, and, you know, avoid her. Uh, and so I think, you know, people look at that and say, well, you know, how do I wrap my negative message in a positive spin? And, and that'll be really, you know, really effective for me. Um, we've got another Senate race coming up. Um, Jackie Rosen is up in 2024. Um, who are in your thoughts or potential candidates to run against her on the Republican side? When you think about uh, Mitch McConnell, for example, saying, you know, along with others, the quality of candidates is important. Yeah, the quality of candidates is important. And I mean, the other thing you have to say is, is the ability to raise money is important. And if you look at Laxalt, uh, he outperformed uh, what the average Republican would have, would have done here, according to a new report reported on by Roll Call. Uh, and if Republicans had done as well in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Georgia as Laxalt did in Nevada, uh, they would have won all those races. And so, uh, Laxalt, I think, would be the strongest candidate. I don't think he's interested in, in doing it. If I'm Mitch McConnell, I'm calling Andy Matthews the state controller, just got elected, won the most votes of any uh, Republican statewide, and urging him to get in the race. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard that Andy's interested, uh, but that's who I would be recruiting. You know, the people that I do think are running, uh, I think Sam Brown, you know, who lost in the primary, never stopped running. I, I expect him to announce uh, within the next few months. I think April Becker, uh, if she had won the CD3 race, would have been the shoe-in for, for to, to run for the Senate. I think she still has a really strong case. She outperformed registration in both her state Senate run and her congressional district run. Uh, and obviously, you know, coming off two losses isn't a great resume, but, you know, if you can show that you know what it takes to campaign to raise money and you've outperformed uh, the registration, uh, you know, that when there's not another great option out there, I think that can that can be a, you know a, a case that you strong case to make. And then I expect Senator Heidi Gansert, uh, Republican from Reno, to to throw her hat in the ring as well. Um, out of all those people you mentioned, uh, the one that has impressed me the most uh, was April Becker, um, uh, both on on the show and privately uh, in conversation with her. Um, that is a person that doesn't accept no. Um, she was having problems with her attorneys for her company, and so she went out and got a law degree, and now she is running all of her own legal stuff. I mean, she doesn't let anything get in her way, um, I, but I don't know if she has any interest in diving back into the pool, uh, but I don't think that the two losses would hurt her as much um, if she was able to get more of her personal story out there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think she has a path to victory. Uh, and, you know, unless Andy Matthews decides to run, she's probably the strongest candidate um, Republicans can throw out there. I should I should mention Brian Sandoval, former governor, would also be a really strong candidate, although I don't think he wants to run 
but you know, you, you kind of hit on the money advantage, right? If she can get her story out there, uh, Laxalt got out, spent something like four to one in hard dollar contributions. And, and it just, it just wasn't enough. And, and people have to understand Laxalt raised a tremendous amount of money for a Republican uh, in Nevada. And if the Republican candidate next year raises that much, it, they'll be fortunate. Uh, and they got outspent and he got outspent four to one. So that, that's going to be Becker's problem. That's going to be anybody's problem is how do you have enough money to however great of a story you have, how do you have enough money to get it out there uh, and drown out all the negative ads that you know are going to be coming your way? Well, I think you have to start two years out. I think that, that um, everybody should have started the day after election day on their background pieces and have launched them by February um, in, in a way um, that didn't look like electioneering, um, but was able to describe the candidate so that people get to know them. I think the idea of, you know, uh, even though the public would hate this concept of a two-year run, but that's what I think you need to do is you need to have a two-year ramp if you're unknown. Um, but then, you know, look at Jackie Rosen. Before Jackie Rosen ran uh, for the uh, House, uh, she was completely unknown, no record. So, you know, was Senator Reid wise in picking her uh, as a synagogue president um, where there was nothing to attack her on? Is that what Republicans should be looking for in a potential candidate? Well, I, I mean, I think this two, the two strongest candidates are Laxalt and Sandoval. I don't think either, either of them are running. The third strongest candidate would be someone who could self-fund. Um, you know, I, I thought Guy Nora, I, he said he's not interested in the Senate, but he would be a great candidate because he could throw in $50 million. Um, you know, you look at someone like Rick Harrison, the Pawn Star star, um, you know, he would be a good candidate. And so, you know, more than, than candidate quality, uh, if you wanted to say who's who's in the next tier, it's someone who can self-fund and, and really provide their campaign and is willing to provide their, their campaign with $40 million. Uh, and then, you know, if, if that person doesn't emerge, and they very rarely do, you know, then you get, get into the level of someone like Andy Matthews or April Becker. Well, the, the only problem with self-funding is that, that it's an easy attack from the other side to say, um, hey, you don't have the uh, you know, individual dollar support that we do. Um, you're putting all your own money in. Um, John Connolly did that in, in uh, Texas, uh, running for president, and ended up with 11 votes. So I'm not sure that that's necessarily the way to go. Let's take a break. More with Victor Jakes when we come back. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash are the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the valley from Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. What do you count on? 
You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Victor Jakes. He's the opinion writer for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And uh, one of the topics I'm sure is going to be a big player um, at the legislature is criminal justice reform. Um, the bills that were passed uh, two years ago um, have caused a lot of consternation for sheriffs and DAs uh, across the state. Um, Chris Hicks was on the program, the Washoe County DA, and said his biggest bone of contention was the cost of implementing them. Um, is this going to be a big, big story here at this legislative session? Yeah, it's going to be a huge fight. You know, it's interesting to, uh, to look back at the last campaign. You know, Governor Sisolak, former Governor Sisolak, signed the bill. And, and one of his, his campaign attacks on Lombardo was he's allowed crime to go up too much in, in uh, Clark County. So th there's a, a widespread acknowledgement that crime is, is too high, that it's increasing. Uh, but Lombardo's challenge, Governor Lombardo's challenge, is that Assemblyman Steve Yeager is now Speaker Steve Yeager. Uh, and this was his baby. This was his bill. This is the thing that he pushed through. Uh, and so if there, need, if there are going to be any changes to it, uh, Speaker Steve Yeager has to sign off on it. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. If I'm Lombardo, I'm taking a hard line. And I'm saying, these are the changes that we need to keep Nevadans safe. And if you don't make them, I'm going to let Nevadans know that you and your fellow Democrats are the ones responsible for rising crime. And I'm going to take that to the voters in two years. I, I would not accept a compromise bill. I wouldn't accept a watered down bill because that kills his chance of getting real reform uh, by, by electing more Republicans. Well, the other part of that is that Steve Yeager had a tougher race uh, for his assembly seat than I think people anticipated, right? Yeah. I mean, again, that goes back to the redistricting thing, right? Uh, you, you make some of these seats, you lower the Democrat margin, in what were safe seats in order to, to give Democrats in some other in some other seats and to increase your overall numbers. But the challenge is, is that, you know, your seats are no longer safe. And so, uh, you know, I think Lombardo should just know, look, it's a win for me if I come out of session with issues to run against Democrats on. I don't have to sign the bill this year. If I hold the line, if I show the public, this is, you know, the difference in visions, my vision and Democrats' vision. Uh, and I go out and raise a lot of money, I get good candidates, and we come back in two years with the majority or close to it, that's how he's going to, to get reforms done. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen in the next 120 days. All right, let's take another break and we'll be right back. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 
8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Victor Jakes, opinion writer for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. School choice. Um, is the governor going to be able to get what he wants as far as school choice goes? Well, it, it's going to depend on the negotiation. You know, again, if I'm, if I'm Governor Lombardo, I have to know internally that, you know, if I can just hold the status quo, if I can just hold the budget, you know, 5%, 7% increase, and then we just put the rest of it in the rainy day fund, that's a win for me. And if Democrats want more spending, they're going to have to give me something like real school choice. Uh, you know, that's the line I think the governor should take. Uh, and I hope he does take that line. Um, isn't he limited by how much he can put into the rainy day fund? I'm sorry, I missed that. Isn't, isn't he limited by how much? I mean, he can't put like a billion dollars into the rainy day fund, correct? Well, I mean, they can always change the law, right? Or he can just veto the budget until uh, he likes what it, what it looks like. So oh, uh, is... he has the ability to hold firm. And especially with the recession coming, he's got a reason to hold firm. Okay. Well, you know, the, the recession is going to be interesting. National recession, perhaps, but looking at this state right now, we're on fire in a good way. Victor Jakes, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. All right. And we'll be right back. Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologists and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety. 
and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.